0: Hey guys, it's Thanksgiving today, and as you know, we love Thanksgiving and food.
1: Mark, it's not Thanksgiving.
0: It's Thanksgiving. No, it's not. Brandon, we fucking talked about this. We're doing a fucking Thanksgiving episode.
1: We may be doing a Thanksgiving episode, but it's not Thanksgiving. What, what day of the week is it
0: then, Brandon? You tell me. Uh, it's not man. Thanksgiving. It's Thanksgiving, Brandon.
1: <laughs> All right, everybody. So as I said, it's August right now. It's not fucking Thanksgiving, but you know what it. What we are going to do, we're going to talk about Thanksgiving and some good old family memories.
0: Isn't that right, Mark? You hit like a total bitch, Brandon. What was that? Good morning, boys and girls. Sometimes you need to wake up bright and early, have yourself a cup of coffee, talk about some nerdy shit, and then go on with your day. It's time for Sunrise with the Sleepy Boys, with your hosts, Brandon and Mark. I mean, that's what you get for leaving me. I'm sorry. I was going through a hard time. I know. I'm. I'm we sad. could have gone through it together. I know. I, I, I should have brought you guys into the loop a lot sooner than I did. Nah, it's all right. Everybody deals with trauma and
1: stress and stuff at different points.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm not.
1: I'm not the best either. Yeah. I typically don't even mean for it to come out. I just start talking about it and go, oh, yeah, so this is a thing. That happened to me a lot with my family this week or this past two weeks. Yeah. Start talking about things, and then out of nowhere, I would just start opening up. I'm like, oh, we've never talked about this before. I'm not going to go super deep into, like, issues that I've got because um, my situation with my family is very different than yours at this point. The
0: fuck you talking about? Many of my parents are on great terms. Yeah, are you? When was the last time you talked to your dad? I wished him a happy Father's Day. Thank you very much. Oh yeah? Is that all you told him? What else would I tell him? I don't, I don't know. What, I mean, you two get into it. I found out that him and my mother are trying to buy some land. To retire on. And my initial thought was, how? How are you going to get some (laughs) land? You have zero dollars. You have no nickels to rub together, my homeboy. All right, let's get into this, because I love that story. (laughs) All right, so Thanksgiving is a time for friends and family to come together. Look, motherfucker, we're talking about family issues today. So uh, to kind of get away from the racial issues, we're going to talk about white people that are not so great. Huh? Brandon's family. Hold on. I'm just kidding. we got to figure out a way to fix it. My that. white family is great. Yeah, see, here's the thing is I have a black cousin, so. I, I have grew- a black half-brother. You have a half-brother? Well, I mean, he was adopted. By whom? It, by us. Wait, you have a... How the fuck am I... I have known you for, like, 10 years. How the fuck am I just now... 12 years! I've known you for 12 years. How am I just now finding out about this? Yeah, his name's T. Anthony, and we adopted him.
1: This was back when we lived in Virginia. Where does he live? I don't know where he's at nowadays. Where was he when you lived in Friendswood? Um, the last I saw him... I feel really bad, um... Because I, I have not been I have tried finding him on social media and I have not had much luck. Okay. Um but I mean he started his own catering business that he was doing. So there wasn't um, a point where he was present when I knew you? No. No, okay. no 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 no. I mean, like I said, this is when we lived in Virginia.
0: The fuck, um, man.
1: This was yeah, a long time ago. I mean, yeah.
0: Same last name as you and everything?
1: No, no. He does not have the same last name as us. Hmm. Okay. Um, uh, he ended up, uh, as far as I know, was able to patch things up with his um, family and move back with them after a while. I mean, when we adopted him, I mean, he was a teenager.
0: Gotcha. Okay, okay.
1: Yeah, so by the time he moved out and stuff, he was, like, an adult. Got it. So right. I was just a little kid. Um, I looked up to him a whole lot. He, him, and his—he um, was part of a choir that came up from Miami um, to Virginia that was associated with our church. Gotcha. And uh, I looked up to him and his friends a lot. They were really my earliest introduction into music. Um, so,
0: yeah. All right. Well, I am glad to know that little tidbit of, of uh, trivia that I did not know about you before, and that was not like a fake reaction. That was me being... No, that was legit. Anchor. I realize I have never told you that before. Not a one, you bitch.
1: <laughs> as I talked about in one of our episodes, I don't know where it falls. I assume it was in the past as far as where our episodes come out. Probably. Um, I was in quarantine with my family in Nashville. And yes we decided to do Thanksgiving together in, Ju- in July. And so um, it was my sister's idea. She's like, you know, I've seen a lot of people doing Thanksgiving as a, trendy, as a like, thing that they're doing on social media. And I am not one to say no to Thanksgiving
0: at of all. Of course, fucking not. You get Twinkies and Hot Pockets. Why would you say no yeah, to that? Yeah, Twinkies and Hot Pockets with Cheese Whiz. Oh. Don't give a um, on cheese. Whiz. Is it she was in the in the Twinkies or in the Hot Pocket? It's on top. Oh fuck me. <laughs> um, but now, so we did a full
1: Thanksgiving dinner, and uh, it was delightful and a lot of fun.
0: My little brother had a very hard time comprehending what we were doing. I love how bad you just butchered the word comprehending. Comprehending, I that's know that's not what you said, but I, I know. love. I, I, said, I love. I it. said
1: weird. I needed
0: a. Uh, I needed more liquid. Yeah, that was could, my cup. I can't. I can't comprehend how you can do it without the liquid.
1: I had cotton mouth, and uh, I think
0: my mouth did not not want to co- uh, Did not want to cooperate. It did not want to crop, crop, acropolate. <laughs> I love you so much. You're my bestest friend. I love you too, Betty. There are times where you say things to I'm like, excuse me. Yeah, but that's just cause I'm dumb. That's true. Yeah. Nothing I can do about that. Dumb on the outside and a genius on the inside. I just can't fucking form sentences cohesively. It happens. Anywho. Um, you did Thanksgiving. Sorry, I didn't mean to mock you mercilessly. You did. It's okay. Uh, it's, it's par for the course with this friendship. That's true. You did Thanksgiving with your family while you were there. Yeah, uh, it, it was really nice. Um, but, uh, I mean,
1: I've I almost said but. I mean, I, I can't think of a single lot about it. It was just really nice. Um, that's good, man. Also, it was kind of nice because considering who knows where we're going to be in November. Super hopeful that by the time we get to actual
0: Thanksgiving, that things will be better. Yeah, dude. I I just want to be able to go out and do something for my birthday. You mean your birthday in September? Yeah. Exactly. Because I re- didn't
1: get to do I didn't get to go out and do anything for my birthday
0: back in June. That makes me sad that you didn't get to.
1: It's okay. We ended up
0: doing ribs and wings on the grill. So. Oh, that sounds really good. I, I haven't was. fucking it was nice. you want to know what fucking barbecues are like up here?
1: Sure, please. I would love to know what a salt Lake, uh, Salt Lake City barbecue's like.
0: They're sad. what why? Because they don't understand what barbecue sauce is, man. Wait, well, I mean, regionally
1: speaking, barbecue doesn't have to have sauce on it. Fuck it.
0: fucking take that back right now. No, I'm not going to.
1: As someone who grew up in Virginia and spent a lot of time in North Carolina, I will say North Carolina barbecue is very
0: different than what we're accustomed to in Texas. God, I love it when you talk dirty to me like that. (laughs) I love when you talk about smoking meats. Oh, I love it when you... Sauces. Sausage. I said sauces. I said sauces. (laughs) Anywho, um... So anyway, you, you did Thanksgiving. Tell Talk about that.
1: Well, um, I mean, it was just nice. I mean, unfortunately, my sister Brittany and her boyfriend were not able to be with us. But, I mean, it was Jasmine and I, my little brother, my mom and dad, and then my uh, youngest sister, Nancy. So, I mean, it was nice. That's it was, good. You know, turkey was delicious. Mom did a really good job. Nancy took... Over the twice-baked potatoes, which was is usually something my mom does as her specialty. Um, but I will say, Nancy knocked it out of the park. They were the best twi- uh, twice-baked
0: potatoes. You can- know, as long as I've known you, like, I know you have two younger sisters, but I am not convinced that I've ever actually met your other younger sister. Nancy? Yeah. You've met Nancy, and you've seen Nancy. Wait. Oh! Oh, shit. Yeah, I remember Nancy. <laughs> Good job. Well, you got to understand, she's several years younger than me. Yes, she is. Like, the chances... Like, we, we might have crossed paths at at some point or other, but, like, I never... Like, I don't know her. Yeah, by the time I was leaving the youth group, though, she was coming up into the youth group and was part of it. I know. Yeah, like I said, so there was... The the time you left the youth group, I also stopped going to church. So it was like that's also true. You had a much bigger head start on me than oh in that area. I have. I'll I'll give you my head start. Oh, baby. Oh, oh, baby. Um. Um, Wow. All right, (laughs) James, you owe me a coke. You say a a, a cock? I said, uh, yeah. Fuck, this is fucking awful so far. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is I'm, I'm not doing so hot right now. It's okay. But so, anyways, one um, I will say. All right. So
1: even though it was a mock Thanksgiving, yeah, um, um, the typical thing that happened. The, the overall theme of what my quarantine looked like. Was Brandon had, uh, I, Brandon, had a uh, emotional mental breakdown. Right, Um, we've talked about that one. Yes, Um, and that spurred on a whole topic of my mental health the rest of the trip. Oh. Um, Which uh, I realized talking with you jasmine aaron and a lot of our other close friends very much know how i am mentally speaking yeah um i have issues i i have depression um and uh when i was younger not as an adult I, i had to preface this with my mother that as an adult i have not been suicidal When I was younger and in my more formative years, and definitely more emotionally unstable, um, there were a lot of there were some close calls. Right. Um, None that were ever brought to my family's attention because I hid it very well, Um, which I admit is not healthy or smart at all. Um, But. Uh, It was something that I started talking to them about, mainly because, as you know, I, to deal and combat a lot of my fleeting suicidal um, little bouts that I have when my depression gets really bad, I like to joke about it. Because for me, that takes, um, one, uh, takes kind of the power back into my hands. Right. Right. Um, and it's my coping mechanism I uh, from my grandfather has a very wicked sense of humor and um, I, I mean he never joked about dark stuff like that but th- I realized that humor is a is a very uh, cathartic way of dealing with a lot of stress and uncertainty and so that's how I cope with it I made a joke at dinner one night after we had just been... Uh, it found out we had all been exposed to uh, corona and um, I was in a very i was in a, I was in a very dark place um, so I decided I was going to make a joke about man, if I like and, you know and it was just one of those things that I said under my breath kind of towards Jasmine to kind of let her know where my head was at. I was like, man, if I ever needed a good reason to kill myself before things got really bad. Now would be the time. And my sister Nancy goes, you think about killing yourself? I'm like, oh, no. You do do that too? (laughs) No. I immediately realized, I'm like, oh, I've hid this from them too. I don't talk about this with them. Yeah. At that moment, I was like, well, so this is going to become an issue. And... um, it did. <laughs> it not not a bad issue. I um I meant, uh there you know especially on my mom's side of the family um uh, mental anguish and stuff uh, depression um and um, a bunch of other mental ailments I don't really want to get into too much because you know. Uh, Maybe at some point, yeah, well, you know, it's sad, but I mean, there's been a lot of positive things that have come out of it, but it's not my story to tell. Right. Um, It's just, uh, it's something my mom's side of the family has dealt with for a while, and uh, so my mom took the opportunity a lot to kind of question, and it also doesn't help, all right, so that night that I made the joke was also the same night that I had my mental
0: breakdown in the kitchen <laughs> while making oh my the God. flatbreads. How 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 <laughs> close was this? What do you mean time how, time frame? How many? How long was it bef- between those? Three nights? four hours. Okay. So I mean, it was,
1: in retrospect. If you had heard somebody say man they made a joke about killing themselves and then a couple days later they had a mental breakdown like that's immediate like red flag like maybe we should say something so my family jumped on it from the get go I will say I I um I have never felt more safe and appreciated and looked after Uh, In my entire in my entire life, not saying that I haven't felt safe and appreciated in my life, but it was one of those moments that there was such an intense direction from both my parents that night because um, my mom and I had been drinking, and we all had been drinking. um, But my mom was still up. My dad had gone to bed. My dad goes to bed early. My mom apparently, I'm a night. I get my staying up late from my mom. Who knew? Um. She and I were up talking, and um, I'm. She goes, "Oh, check on the flatbreads out of the oven." Mind you, Jasmine, my siblings, and everyone else is all in their, um, in their rooms and stuff asleep. So it's just my mom and I who are up. And we uh, we were talking, and I go and check in the fla- check on the flatbreads, and. I went to go grab the flatbread, and um, I wasn't careful about where my forearm was, and it touched the uh, inside part of the oven. Oh, I've done that so many times. Yeah, and uh, it wasn't that it hurt and that I burned myself bad, but immediately I was like, ouch, that hurt. Oh, no. And immediately felt like this entire damn it was literally the straw that broke the camel's back. All the sudden, you know how, like all the sudden, like someone who has uh, a lot of times people will just snap. And you're like, "Whoa, that seems like an extreme reaction to just what happened. What is going on with that person? What happened?" No, that's that's what depression looks like. Exactly. Um, I know you know this. I'm oh, I know this. Sure. Um, so I immediately just started just started doing the little. <laughs> just little, trying to catch my breath and also stopping the tears yep. like, don't cry don't cry don't and you I was like,
0: fucking cry
1: I was like nope this is all coming out right now and it just erupted out of me and I just collapsed on the floor and my mom ran in and every little thing like Jasmine was in a bad place, too, because she was dealing with a lot of anguish from our potential exposure and kind of the existential dread that follows that, knowing, like, we could end up being sick and we don't know what's going to happen. Um, and so I was, a, I was Jasmine's emotional sponge. Right. Well, a sponge needs to be ringed out. And this was my moment. As soon as Jasmine was asleep and I knew she wasn't apart and I wasn't there, I unleashed and my mom started talking to me and every single thing that i have had a problem with every cent every bit of hurt that i have felt over the past couple years like like i did not bottle this stuff up Because I had talked, I've talked with you, I've talked with Jasmine, I've talked with a couple other friends of ours, but there is something about there is something so freeing about just being able to almost be like a little child and cry in your mother's arms. Um, that I didn't know I needed, but it just all of a sudden I just went, I went crying to mama. And uh like, you know, granted, if my mom wasn't there, I would have been fine. I don't want to say like, oh man, I was in such a terrible because my mom was worried. Like, she even asked me, like, what would you have done if I wasn't there? And I'm like, I would have cried and then uh I would have been I would have had flatbread <laughs> and probably would have done one and the same at the same time. Um but there was this emotional I have an emotional connection with my mom that I don't have with a lot of people, and uh, I I was a mama's boy. I've always been a mama's boy, and uh, she quickly realized, like, this is – oh, my goodness. uh, We need to be – they went into full-on parent mode, and she went and woke up my dad, and my dad came in, and, like, we just ended up sitting on the kitchen floor, and I just poured everything out. And uh, so then after that moment, the the emotional breakdown, there were several other moments throughout the rest of that week and then the week following where we were still quarantining in Nashville where my mom wanted to talk more about, like, really get into it. And, um, but, yeah, so, I mean, it's just one of those things. And I always think of, like, Emotional, uh, holidays for me have two, or twofold, uh, two things happen. Um, Either emotional wounds are created because family drama exists, and when you get, especially, uh, you know, when you get my family together, uh, there's a potential for things to be said that end up being regretted. Everybody apologizes and stuff, but those emotional wounds are still kind of, there at least for a little while um or the inverse happens and there is like this a emo- like like the closest thing that i can call to like you know especially with the two of us growing up in church uh you hear the term revival thrown around a lot um it's the closest that like a true like emotional revival where actual healing happens Um, And this just, like, really, I was like, man, it's crazy that we had this crazy stuff happen, and then we were having this Thanksgiving stuff, and, like, you know, later in the week, having this Thanksgiving, and it just kind of all wraps into, like, I really needed this chapter in my life for emotional healing um, with both my parents, because my mom really wanted to get into, like, hey – um, my mom was like, you, you are really dark. I'm like, yes. Uh, yes, I am. And she's like, but why? What happened to you? Where did I go wrong? And I'm like, oh my gosh. I didn't realize that this was a side effect of me having – like, I, I like getting a rise out of people, so I'll be dark um, and, and funny. Um, sometimes I, you know, it comes from a real place because it is kind of, you know, what they say, like with jokes and stuff, it's always rooted in some sort of truth. Right. Um, I do have a dark side to me and it's kind of where my, you know, where my depression resides and, um, I utilize... where your demons hide. Yeah. And I utilize that for a lot of like my writing and stuff and also in like... My sense of humor and stuff. So it is there. It is part of me. I'm not ashamed of it being a part of me. Um, but my mom looked at it like, oh my gosh, where did I go wrong? I'm like, oh no, that is not at all what I want you to think. I'm so sorry. I did not, I did not know that, like, I didn't realize that my having that side of me would blow back in the way that it did. Um, and so i'm i've realized through this talking with my mom that there was unspoken emotional hurt on her part from the way that i i am not that she's disappointed in me or anything but because she was afraid that she did something wrong as a parent and that they did something wrong i'm like oh my gosh no and um I also saw so much of myself in both my uh, – mostly my mom. My dad is emotionally wired differently than I am. Um, but he um, – but my mom, I saw so much of myself in her. I'm like, oh my gosh, this explains so much of where, where, I, where, my men, where I come mentally, where all my stuff comes from. Um, and I found a lot of solace and peace in knowing that. And so she was like, um, you know, she was really get, trying to get to the, the root of the issue. She was like, "Do you resent us in any way?" And I'm like, "I really." So and I've told you, I've told you a lot of stories, and my friends know stories that I've told and stuff um, about growing up, like conservative and being a bit sheltered. I mean, I do not hold that against my parents at all. I love to joke about it because I also think it's important for people to see the other side of how people live. Um, uh, and But I will say when I was younger, I had resentment to my parents. I, every kid has resentment towards their parents when they're younger. Um, but one of the things that I've grown up and uh, really since being married um, I have come to love and appreciate my parents in, in such a deep way that when I was younger, I did not think was possible. Um, not because, like, my dad and I butt, butted heads. It's, t- you know, typical, like, you, um, a son and a father are going to butt heads when, you know, and uh, my dad has a certain age where there's a big disconnect for him. And uh, with both uh, – he's going through it with my little brother Nick right now. He is handling it. I think, at least from what I can see, he's handling it a lot. Like, he has learned so much. And I am so proud of both my parents and the growing that they have done over the years. Um, my, but I, my mom was just really worried that I held some sort of resentment towards them. I, I, I got the very cathartic thing of uh, letting my mom know, I hope she believes me.
0: And you just looked her right in the eyes and said, it's your fucking fault, mom. (laughs) (laughs) You did this to me. You did this.
1: No, I got the opportunity to, to, and I hope, I'm sure this topic's going to get brought up. I know it is. It's going to be brought up between us more. Um, Because I think we, I, I think, you know, there still needs to be more of these emotional talks. and Of I'm course. Super, I'm super happy that because before they didn't happen, not because neither one of us wanted it to happen, we didn't know it needed to happen. And my mom opened up to me that she felt the most disconnect between the two of us emotionally speaking because my sisters had both done a better job of opening up in their adulthood. And... um I will say that I felt a bit disadvantaged in being able to speak uh, about it just because, I i mean, I moved away, and I didn't live at home. And then by the time that I was getting to a point when I did want to talk about this stuff, my parents moved to Nashville. They didn't live just two and a half hours away from me anymore. Um, So I'm playing catch-up. And uh, but I mean nothing. Nothing helps make up for time like being locked into a house with each other for two weeks.
0: <laughs> Ain't that the fucking truth?
1: Um. So I, I, uh, I don't. I honestly say I don't encourage my mom to listen to the podcast. Oh,
0: um. Because there's no of way, I, <laughs> there's no way in hell my fa- my parents will listen to this.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, there's just, you know, there's a lot of things that we talk about. You and I are friends, so we shoot the shit like friends do, and we get off into crazy tangents, and we talk about things that friends talk about. Um, But this is definitely one of the ones that I am going to encourage her to listen to, because I want her, I I need her to know, because I can, But like like I said, this is going to be one of those things that we keep going, but I think we're going to revisit multiple times and I want us to I want her I want her and I to keep talking about uh, each other's mental health and um, I want to encourage other people to talk about their mental health with their friends their family um, but I just have at this point in my life have just so much love and adoration for my parents and especially, I mean, I say especially my mom, because both her and I are very emotionally in sync. I have you're a mama's so, boy, and that's fine. Yeah, exactly, I'm a mama's boy. But my dad and I have found new ways to reconnect and build up, like, these fatherly son bonds. We're not friends. We both know that we're not, like, buddy-buddy, like how you and I are. We know that there is a father-son relationship there, and, but now we're able to explore like what does this father father son relationship mean now that we're not in the teenage tumultuous years of me just wanting rebelling and us just being able to talk i mean you know and just do things together again without me being worried about being in trouble or you know, things, you know, just the typical things that you go through with parents when you're younger. Um, But yeah, so that was my, that was my coronavirus uh, emotional family revival that I had. So Mark, you and I have talked quite extensively. um, Yes. In comparison, our family lives. Yeah. And I understand. You know, you and I are at very different points in our life. So, um, I mean, you let me go on for like 30 minutes or so about my family stuff. And uh, I, you know, I just want to like open it up to you, you know, to be able to kind of get into your, can we say family trauma? I mean, sure. I mean, I would call. I would say. I. I think. I don't say that like, oh man, you've had such a traumatizing, like you know, no different than mine. We all have family traumas.
0: We'll get. Well, yeah. I'll just get into the shit. Yeah, just get in. Get into it. Just so, swim around. So I am. I'm. I'm genuinely sad to say that my family is a lot more broken um, than your family, um, and. I don't want to blame it on any one person, um, although it would be very easy to, um, because that tends to be the one person that the whole family kind of points the finger at. Sure. No, I shouldn't say one person. There's the our parents are very um, are very much the uh, breaking point for our family. Uh, there's in which fact, is very typical for a lot of families, right? And I mean, prob- you don't have like your experience is not unheard of and right which which makes it a lot easier to come out like and talk about it um so there there were, a few years ago there was some some really heavy shit that came out um mm-hmm. that kind of put all of the siblings off from even like talking to the parents for a long time like i'm, sure. I'm not i'm talking like almost a like almost two years um and the pro the thing that sucked was it was right before my wedding um to my ex, we're now, like, we're now at this point, we're divorced. And with that in mind, like, the fact that, you know, our family's been so, like, we were never, like, super close. My my, my dad is a very, uh, very abrasive personality. He's very set on what he believes, and he it his mentality is very much like it's his way is the only way to do things. Uh, right. Which the rest of our family doesn't see it that way. We all are, like... In our own way, we like in our own ways we're successful, like as individuals. But because it's not the way that our our father saw that it should happen, it's a lot. It, it kind of put a, a wedge between him and us from the beginning. Um, so like I honestly like thinking back, I cannot think of the last time that our entire family was actually together. Actually, you know what? I can. Uh, it was for my parents' twentieth anniversary, so I would have been seventeen. Yeah. So we're talking like ten years ago, and I'm I'm pretty sure that there was somebody missing from that trip. We went to Disneyland as a family. Um so like when I was going through all the like the initial stuff with my divorce, which was uh just a little over a year ago now, um like you know, it was very hard to to come to anybody about it. Like like I didn't talk to you about it, I didn't talk to really anybody about it because it's it like caught me
1: fucking off guard. Yeah, exactly. I had it, I mean it,
0: Sorry, I don't mean to keep cutting. You off. No, it's cool. Go for it.
1: I mean, it was definitely one of those things that uh, my heart broke. Um, yeah, and, uh, but like, like I it mean, because it was one of those things that I didn't see coming. You uh, know, to be fair, I didn't see it coming either. So, like, I like mean, I, that's tipi- I mean, you know, you either see it
0: coming or you're totally caught off guard. Yeah, and and that the divorce itself aside, like I've moved past it. I'm I'm over it. Like it happens. People grow apart. It's what happens. Yeah, um, and I will say, especially because, I, I mean,
1: you and I, especially during, like, once you finally opened up to me, and I don't know exactly the time frame of, of what was it, like a month?
0: Uh, yeah, it was a little over a month afterwards.
1: Yeah, and uh, you finally, like, opened up, and I hadn't heard from you, really. I'd heard from you, like, a little bit, just, like, little signals you'd send me, like, I'm still alive. Joke here, joke there. But other than that, like, you never once signaled to me that something was up.
0: Yeah. I I and was then, trying to yeah, I was trying to handle it myself.
1: Yeah, which as we've stated, I mean there you know never hurts to yeah. it's always important. The thing that I've learned in my life, it is so important to at least have one person you can you know have to reach out, even if when you're in the
0: shittiest of shits. Yeah. And and you were there for me when I needed you. Absolutely. fucking lutely. So cried with you. You did. I remember that. The thing that the the thing that sucked was like with my family because like I know I love my family. I love I I love my family. They are always there when I need them to be. But because of the stigma that divorce has like it Which was It's just funny that we still have that stigma today. It makes no fucking sense that we have that stigma. But like yeah. All, my entire family, aside from my sister and her wife, are very traditional, like, like, conser- like, I say conservative, but not, like, conservative politically, like, just conservative emotionally, like they were raised in, like, Christian households, all that kind of stuff. Sure. Um, so, like, for me, it was very hard to, to even call up my siblings and be like, this is what's going on. Um, yeah. More so for my parents, though. Um, my parents didn't find out that anything was going on until I think it was around around uh, Thanksgiving last year. So this, we're talking two, almost two and a half months later. Um, yeah, they wanted, and I remember you were telling me like, oh, shoot, I haven't told my parents. I'm like, oh,
1: my lord. They,
0: they wanted to come down from Houston to Austin to have Thanksgiving dinner with me and, and my ex-wife. Yes. Who I'm going to leave nameless because I don't, I don't want to call her out. Like It is what it is. Um, so they call her up and like, hey, we want to go have dinner with you and, and blank. And I was like, so here's the thing, guys. Um, <laughs> me and blank aren't together anymore. Um, so I had to have that conversation with my parents at Thanksgiving dinner last year. Oh gosh, I know and I remember you telling me like so this is going to happen at Thanksgiving dinner. I'm like, "Holy Lord." So what ended up happening and like my mom and my sister were very much like, you know, my sister who was living with me at the time, um, yes, was very they were both very like you know, like it really sucks. We're sorry that you're going through this. Yeah. So my my mom and my sister were very supportive. My dad my dad has this personality where he has to be right all the time. I have no idea where you get that from. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> my dad has this – my dad's very unapologetic. Um, so a couple, a couple of times in our podcast you'll hear I've, I've said the phrase, I guess I'm the asshole, uh, which actually comes from my father. Usually we're saying it – my family and I will say it in jest, just like my dad, like I said, does not ever admit he's wrong. Um, he has to be right all the time, and anytime he is called out for being wrong about something or for being called out for the way he wants to do something and it's not really working out the way he wants it to is he'll usually throw his hands up in like um what's the word I'm looking for he'll usually throw his hands up in like frustration i guess just kind yeah, of throws
1: his, ha- throws his hands
0: up just throws like, his hands up like, and then, uh married with children yeah stuff. exactly exactly like that and he'll just his he'll kind of like hang his head a little bit like if you go and watch the power rangers turbo film there's those uh those creatures that they fight that have their heads sticking straight out of their body that's what my dad will do when he's frustrated he's, he'll stick his head straight out from his body and for some reason, his neck extends by, like, six inches. Um, no, even better. All
1: right, so uh, Ren and Stimpy always have, whenever they have, yes. like, one of the adults get angry.
0: Yes, that is ex- exactly. like,
1: it looks like their, uh, their neck extended
0: by, like, a yard and there are veins popping out of it. That's exactly it. That's a great analogy. <laughs> so he'll do that, throw his hands up in the air, and say, well, I guess I'm the asshole then. Again, never admitting that he's wrong. Because he can't do that. Um, we found out last year that he has uh, BPD, which is borderline personality disorder. Yes. Which explains a lot of the things. And he is, has since said that that's the way he, that the, that's the why he's the way he is. Again, never admitting he's wrong, but just like acknowledging the fact that there is, that he has something, you know? There's some Which,
1: sort of mental trauma where
0: this is spiking from. Exactly. So she, he, he's, he's making progress. It's just for a lot of us, it's a too little, too late kind of situation. Yeah. Um. So. Well, it's also a lot of information to kind of digest. Exactly. So keeping that in mind, we're sitting at Thanksgiving dinner. My mom's emotional. She's like, "I'm so sorry this happened to you." She gave me a big hug. Both of my parents are previously divorced, so they know what it's what it's like. And then my dad opens his mouth and says, and I'll never forget this, this, is, this, is, this was for me one of the, like, was the last straw, was he said, you know, I got to be honest with you, I saw this coming months ago. And I'm just like, dad, now's not the fucking time. Yeah, because that's always what you love to hear. Exactly, and, and he, your heart's and broken, and
1: you're trying to pick up the, you know, pick up everything, and then someone goes, eh, uh, told yourself." Saw and I he coming.
0: and he has done that for every like big breakup I've had, like historically. Like <gasps> that, that's just what he does. Um, and I don't know, I don't know why that's his thing that he does, but he does. So what ended up happening um, from there was, uh, you know, I finally during this during the the period between like uh september to november at that it, during that period i finally like opened up to my my the rest of my family like you know called my first thing i did was i called my brother um he and i have always been like that weird kind of close like we're not super close but we're like i'd go to him first kind of thing yeah i got gotcha. just like look man this is what's going on um i don't know what i'm going to do like i don't know where i am what i'm going to do from here um, and so between him and my older sister um who I'm who I'm currently living with well actually by the by the time this comes out I'll have moved out but uh who I was living with when I first moved up to Salt Lake um they kind of just helped me get from where I was to here where I needed to be right like they they both chipped in they got my car fixed cuz it was having some issues going forward uh they you know opened their home to me like like everyone was there despite the fact I hadn't seen any of them in, I'm not exaggerating when I say years. Um, So what ended up happening was I just, I came to Salt Lake and when I got, the night I got here, I remember it was like 1030, I rolled into town and my sister and her husband and their kids we're all still awake. They've been waiting up for me because I don't know if you know this, but driving through fucking mountains in the wintertime is a real pain in the dick.
1: Yeah, it's um, even myself as an
0: experienced driver is not something I would like to do. Yeah. So uh, they all waited up till I got there, and like I had the biggest like hug, like group hug I've ever had, and like I just I melted. Like it was hard because like. I I hadn't really opened up like I, I mean with you and I yes obviously I did but yeah but it,
1: like I said it's totally different because I opened up you know just like me tell like telling you with like how I was with my parents it there is some sort of family connection that we as human beings crave
0: exactly um, so from there what have, like basically like from there I spent I've I've been in Salt Lake now for almost a year at this point and like just been around family. And honestly, it's been exactly what I needed. Like I'm, I'm refinding myself like as a person, like figuring out what I, what I want going forward and what I need going forward. And um, I gotta be honest, it's, it's been great. Like, and uh, like me and my family, my, my parents, we really don't talk all that often. Like, as much as, as as much as i hate the fact that we don't have a good relationship like we used to like it's not coming from a, it's not un like a, coming from a place of just me not wanting to be a part of it it's more of just like like what do we talk about anymore because right. like the problem is is like a lot of the issues like like you were saying like you didn't want your parents to think that that it was their fault but a lot of the issues that me and my siblings all have stemmed directly from where the parents came in. Yeah. And that's not to say, like, they did their best. I will give them that. They they did the very best they could, but there was just something that wasn't connecting sure. and it made life a living hell for for five kids. Yeah. And so, like, we all, like, as much as we all want to be a part of their lives and and be with them, it's just, it's fucking hard for us to do. Yeah, and I mean, you know,
1: um, every family's timeline is different. Yeah, I mean, everyone's emotional journey is a, diff- a different. So, I mean, you know, I I will say it's always been something that I is on my mind for you a lot, uh, and I constantly. Um, uh, I don't pray a ton. Um, but when I do, um, I rarely pray about myself or for myself, and always for other people. And, uh, you know, it is one of those things that, you know, you're on my mind constantly and, like, a handful of other people I just constantly.
0: and if you I love find, me so much, why don't you just fucking marry me already? Well, I mean, you're, I mean, you're thankfully single. All I got to do is something on my end. So I mean, you guys just <laughs> to move up to fucking Salt Lake man polygamy is kind of legal kind of legal like it's mostly frowned upon now I think
1: <laughs> but yeah it, it's definitely one of those things that I constantly hope for like you that at some point I mean every, and everybody's kind of it's also like one of the other things that I have a problem with people are co- always saying like oh I'm I, I deserve closure or I'm looking for closure everyone's closure looks different yeah. So uh, I, I first and foremost always pray that, you know, your family and you will be able to work something, you know, work something out. Maybe, you know, the stars will align and maybe it just takes time. You know, a lot, a lot, a lot, of, a lot of emotional scarring just takes time. Yeah. and that's... The other thing is like hope, like the other thing I pray for is like, if not that, just some, just some sort of peace. You know where y'all can like at least, you know, be on good, good terms, decent, you know, even decent terms. Because I know, I mean, for you, it's uh, at least from what you've told me is you like you've gone
0: back and try, you've tried. Yeah, it's it doesn't always work out, but you know, at least we're trying. Like we are trying. And that's all you can do. Yeah.
1: One of the things, certainly uh, with this is definitely, I like, I want to normalize the idea of talking about mental illness. Oh, absolutely. So I, uh, you know, especially with us being so open about like, yeah, we cried together. Like, I, you know, I
0: think it's important that people hear that stuff. Yeah. They know that it's okay. Brandon, we've had a lot, we've had 12 years of friendship at this point. And it's been, uh, it has not been a,
1: your t- a conventional friendship, I mean there was a good amount of time where we did
0: not talk, yeah most not because anything not because anything happened, yeah, just, just i was cross country i i was i went I went into the coast guard, you were doing fucking whatever, yeah that's you know typically how my life works, just yeah <laughs> but um yeah, so honestly like you you are as much family with for me as anybody that i'm blood related to. Because, like like I said, you've been there. Like, you've been there with me for almost, shoot, almost 13 years now. Yeah, gosh. The and, time just uh, keeps going. It just, the years start coming, and they don't stop coming, and they don't stop coming, and they don't stop coming. God damn it. God damn. But um, I do want to say that, like, I'm thankful for a lot of things in life, but I am very thankful to have been able to have you around me as much as I did. Um, you definitely – were there with me through a lot of hard times, um, and you definitely pulled we, me through. I mean, we, we were definitely in a lot of the hard times together. We were. We were. That's um, a conversation for a whole other time. Yeah. We'll, we'll get
1: into that aspect of our emotional trauma at some point. Holy fuck. Um, as beer bottles roll across the floor. <laughs> yeah, holy fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that was perfect timing. Thank you. Um but no, I mean I I think of you um you know my, my the age difference between my little brother and I is very um there's a 14 year difference between the two of us. Jesus. So um I mean we're still trying to figure out like how do, how do how do we brother is that kind of like how how um and we have little things that we connect with. He's going through his super like bruh phase and he's just kinda oh. like ribbing me any chance he can get and I just kinda roll with it. I'm like, whatever, man.
0: My but, my middle nephew is in his bruh phase right now. Oh. He perfect. plays he plays Fortnite because it's summer pretty much all day. My little brother plays Fortnite and is uh uh plays sports. So I mean yeah. he's like double bruh. bruh. So my uh Oh, my my middle nephew he's 10 years old now so all and he, he is um, he's not very self aware when he's talking on the phone like on his headphones sure so he will be playing Fortnite for like I'm not I'm not kidding when I say like 10 hours a day and I just hear constantly brah brah dude brah I'm like motherfucker I'm trying to work
1: in here My little brother would just start screaming at his friends, You're
0: trash! (laughs) Just constantly. I'm like, oh my god. What is happening? Yep, that's exactly what I'm used to hearing too. So uh, I've had to go out and and bop him on the head a little bit. Nice. But,
1: um, so anyways, other than that little tangent. So for me, like, our friendship has always been kind of like that. Oh, this is what it would have been like to have a brother if we were like, similar in age, because we take the piss out of each other constantly, um, constantly ribbing one another. Like, with you, it feels very much like, you know, like, we would have been, bro- like, we could have been brothers. Easily, well, like, you know. Yeah. Um, and I have very, uh, it's just you and one other person that I can say
0: that truthfully about. is just it, feel it. Huh? is it Is it Chad? No, because Chad and I are family. Chad Michael Michaels. (laughs) I'm. I'm now. Is it? It's Aaron, right? Yeah, it's
1: Aaron. Yeah. Um, we have been called like people have asked us like, "Oh man, y'all y'all look related." Like, no, we're not. No, I totally see.
0: Next time somebody says that, just like fuck you too. (laughs) Just to see, just to see how Aaron reacts to that. He always likes it.
1: I like it too. I like when people mistake us for being related. Um, But, you know, uh, I'm so happy to uh, get to do life with you, even if it's, you know, thousands of miles away over a mic, you know, through a computer screen over a mic. Like, I mean, you know, it's it's one of those things I wish we could have done this together, but I honestly think us being apart is really what made this happen. Oh, for sure. Like just the kind of longingness for that kind of
0: like brotherly friendship just just really in you. Just really wanting to just grasp hold of you.
1: Like it's one of those things like a guy legit think I, I legit feel like we are closer now. Then, Because, I mean, when you lived here, we were constantly working different schedules just and lived so on complete opposite sides of town. Yeah. And uh, so, I mean, you know, I, I'm bummed out we didn't get to do this stuff in person, but at the same time, like, I'm just so glad that we get to do it now. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, I mean, your family, man, as far as I'm concerned.
0: You're my I mean, family, man. You know, I love you. I love you too, buddy, and 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 I'll be thinking about you tonight while I lay in bed
1: and I'm pleasuring myself as you're looking up at that giant poster on the ceiling that I gave you of
0: myself—the one where you're in your your Elvis jacket. That's uh, a jumpsuit, but yes, fuck yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, sorry, we we got—I forgot that there are people listening right now. Um, there are
1: people listening.
0: Yeah. Oh. Oh my, oh my God! Shit. I have to take back so much stuff I said. Yeah, you fuck. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to think about you while I'm naked spread eagle on my bed while I'm dressed as Elvis yeah so uh yeah guys thank you guys so much for, for coming on to or coming in and listening to our our <laughs> fucking family issues uh if there's ever anything you guys want us to talk about reach out to us we're on oh, Twitter uh, but one of the things uh, sorry to catch you off but cut what? me off cut me off
1: <laughs> cut me off do it um One of the things, also on top of talking about, like, if y'all have stories or anything that you want us to share.
0: Or, fuck, if you guys want to come on and share it with us. Yeah, we'll totally give you... We'll give you your your five minutes of fame. Yeah. However long it takes to
1: tell your story. I mean, if you want to waste your five minutes of fame on this shitty podcast, by all
0: means. Yeah, I think we, we shit all over the people that wanted to start podcasts in our first fucking episode. Because everybody has a podcast. Everybody have a, has a podcast. And you know what? We're the same shitty kind of people. We We <laughs> We have. We happen to have microphones in our houses for various reasons. We we're we like, said, what kind of bullshit
1: excuse can we come up with to
0: hang out with one another and my, my
1: wife not get upset with me?
0: Yeah. And so here we are. As, as we're saying, if you ever want to just pop onto the cast for a little bit, be like, hey, I have a funny story. You don't even have to fucking run the story by us. Just let us know. We'll give oh, you five minutes. Know. I'd ask you to run it by us a little bit. Okay, Brandon's obviously the one that takes the business aspect a little bit more seriously, <laughs> and that's fine. That's fine. So we'll, you run it by Brandon. If Brandon approves, we'll let you on the show.
1: Um, hey, I just want to make sure we don't get in trouble, too. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, so we need somebody like a friend of ours coming out and being like, so –
0: I actually murdered a few people. Like, uh, okay, God wait, damn wait, wait, it. hold on. On that note, on that note, I'm an ordained minister, and as long as you ask me to make this a confessional, you cannot be held liable. I think I don't think that's accurate. Oh, I've got some stuff I need to report to somebody. Then, <laughs> anyway, back to my point, guys. You can always reach out to us on uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, we are the SR Sleepy Boys on all of that, so uh, shoot us a message, add us, send us an email. Oh yeah, so we have an email. That's right. Yeah, it's a It's a sunrise with the Sleepy Boys. You can gmail. submit all the topics. Yeah, at Gmail. Sorry, I didn't mean to yeah, cut dude, you off Yeah, dude, send us, send us a fucking like.
1: Send us an art, like if there's an article that comes out that you want us to talk about, send us the we,
0: article. We if would there's a love movie to do that. It. You're hyped about. Let us know. We will talk about it. Yeah. We would fucking love to talk about it. That brings us to the end guys. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. As always, I have been Mark and I have been Brandon. <clears throat> nice. <clears throat> oh, fuck. oh, even better. I'm sorry. Those hot pockets are coming back up. Oh and oh, I can smell the cheese through the mic. Yeah, will you give me the will you give me the fucking trash can? I need a trash can.
1: Yeah, here you go.
0: (laughs) Oh.